booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Right now, 37 degrees, cloudy skies on this Wednesday, January 11th. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. He's going to get the evidence out in front of the American people, and that means releasing the 14,000 hours of tapes. A big revelation surrounding the January 6th Capitol riot. Republicans will release 14,000 hours of tapes hidden by Democrats. Former Trump CFO Alan Weisselberg behind bars this morning at the notorious Rikers Island Jail. It's day three of the New York City nurses' strike. More trouble for embattled Long Island Congressman George Santos says Democrats file an ethics complaint against him. The U.S. Attorney General's office probing the discovery of classified documents in an office used by then VP Biden outside the White House. Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates Tuesday announcing that Republicans would be releasing some 14,000 hours of January 6th tapes that have been hidden from the public. Here's Gates during an interview with Charlie Kirk on his radio show on Tuesday. Kevin McCarthy told us he's going to get the evidence out in front of the American people, and that means releasing the 14,000 hours of tapes that have been hidden that I think would give more full context to that day rather than the cherry-picked moments that the January 6th committee tried to use to inflame and further divide our country. Also on Tuesday, Gates revealed a new amendment to the House rules which would require the House Speaker to broadcast floor proceedings on C-SPAN. No decision finally made yet, though, on that. Former Trump Organization CFO Alan Weisselberg will trade the high life for the notorious Rikers Island Jail. The former CFO sentenced yesterday right here in Manhattan after pleading guilty to dodging taxes on $1.7 million in company perks. Weisselsberg attorney is Nicholas Gravanti, and he spoke to reporters outside the Manhattan courthouse saying Weisselberg was deeply remorseful. He deeply regrets the lapse in judgment that resulted in his conviction, and he regrets it most because of the pain it has caused his loving wife, his sons, and wonderful grandchildren. The judge said the case was driven purely by greed. The 75-year-old Weisselberg pleaded guilty to tax fraud charges back in August and testified against the Trump organization at trial. He is expected to serve just 100 days of the five-month prison term handed down yesterday. Still no deal for striking nurses in New York City. The New York State Nurses Association and two hospitals, Mount Sinai, Maine, and Montefiore, Bronx, remain at odds over a new contract agreement. Talks resumed at Montefiore, although an agreement was not reached. Both sides say progress has been made. Here are nurses outside Mount Sinai. They spoke to ABC7. I'm surprised that that's where we are. I I thought I I had more faith in the hospital. None of us wanted to be outside of those four walls. We wanted to be in the hospital. This is what we signed up to do. I love what I do. I love the people that I take care of. And it's breaking my heart knowing that they are not going to see me and I'm not going to see them and that it really bothers me that they're going to be taken care of by people who they don't know. The union also announced that Flushing Hospital Medical Center, Richmond University Medical Center and Bronx Care all approved their contracts. Oh, more trouble for embattled George Santos. New York Democratic Representatives Daniel Goldman and Richie Torres filed an official complaint with the House Committee on Ethics yesterday, calling for an investigation into the newly sworn-in Long Island representative. 
Goldman and Torres alleged that Santos violated the Ethics and Government Act by failing to file timely, accurate, and complete financial disclosure reports as required by law. Here's what Goldman had to say. George Santos needs to be held accountable for his lies, um, and we hope that the House Ethics Committee will uh, seriously investigate him. The pair had delivered a copy of the complaint to Santos, who told the lawmakers to give it to one of his staffers. And when asked about the complaint, here's what Santos told reporters. They're free to do whatever they want to do. Are you concerned that you're I'm not. I have done nothing or nothing wrong. Santos already faces a spiral of investigations from federal and local prosecutors into his campaign spending and lies allegedly about his family history, resume and education. The Trump appointed U.S. attorney examining President Biden's handling of classified material from his time as VP has submitted his preliminary report on the matter to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Chicago U.S. Attorney John Losch has also briefed Garland on the situation multiple times. Lausch was tasked by Garland to head up the initial probe into the 80-year-old president's storage of 10 classified documents in a closet at the Biden-Penn Center think tank in Washington, D.C. President Biden spoke to reporters in Mexico City about the documents. They did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. With Lausch's report submitted, Garland is now expected to decide whether or not to open a criminal investigation, appoint a special counsel, or consider the matter closed. The Presidential Records Act of 1978 requires White House records to be turned over to the National Archives at the end of each presidential term. Heading to our national and international news on the 77 WABC Early News, President Joe Biden touted new joint efforts between the United States, Mexico and Canada to curb illegal border crossings at a summit on Tuesday down in Mexico. Biden said there can no longer be any question, none. In today's interconnected world, we cannot wall ourselves off from shared problems, as the president spoke alongside Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Mexico's Mexico's President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador. We also want to thank you, Mr. President, for stepping up to receive into Mexico those not following the lawful pathways we've made available instead of attempting to unlawfully cross the border between our countries. Lopez Obrador praised Biden's approach to immigration and thanked him for halting construction of the wall along the southern border. Now, meanwhile, at the president's vacation home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, a taxpayer-funded wall started being constructed last week. That barrier, consisting of tall white fencing and gray stone pillars, expected to be completed in September. Retiring Democrats could pave the way for Republicans to reclaim control of the U.S. Senate. A half dozen Democratic senators are considering retiring rather than face a potentially bruising 2024 reelection campaign. Michigan Democratic Senator Debbie Stabenow announced last week she will not run in 2024. Her decision to conclude her decades-long Senate career in 2025 provides Republicans with a pickup opportunity. Here's the senator speaking to Fox 2 Detroit. It really is about um, family. It's important to give people who would be interested the opportunity to plan. Running for the United States Senate um, is a lot of work. I am running through the tape. 
I intend to pass the the torch in January of 2025. So Democrats will be defending 23 of the 34 Senate seats up for grabs next cycle. And of their 23 seats up for election, seven are in states won by former President Trump in either 2016 or 2020. Republicans will not be defending any seat in the state won by President Biden, interestingly. So on that list, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, California Senator Dianne Feinstein, Virginia Democratic Senator Tom Kane, Wisconsin as Senator Tammy Baldwin, Montana Democratic Senator John Tester, and Pennsylvania Democratic Senator Bob Casey. Counter-terror cops and security services are investigating after a deadly shipment of uranium was seized at Heathrow Airport. The undeclared nuclear material can be used in a dirty bomb. It was destined for Iranian nationals in the U.K., The shipment originated from Pakistan and arrived on a flight from Oman, and a source said the race is on to trace everybody involved. A federal disaster declaration issued for California due to -to back-to-back deadly storms. At least 17 people now have died in these storms, battering the state. California Governor Gavin Newsom said Tuesday the figure is likely to rise. The state has been declared a federal disaster area. Here's Governor Newsom. These floods are deadly and have now turned to be more deadly than even the wildfires here in the state of California. Common sense. Uh, Just be cautious over the course of the next week. More than half of California's 58 counties have been declared disaster areas, according to Governor Newsom. The uh, latest storm that started Monday was one in a series that began late last month, and repairing the damage may cost more than $11 billion, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. A hostage situation at a grocery store in Gold, Washington State. A SWAT team responded after a 911 call reporting an armed man holding a person hostage at the Gold Bar Family Grocery. The county sheriff's office said a hostage negotiator was successful in resolving the situation. The victim not hurt. Well, Ukrainian troops are set to begin training on the Patriot missile system right here in the United States as soon as next week. That, according to the Pentagon, the announcement Tuesday, the decision to train on U.S. soil could heighten tensions with Moscow in Russia's nearly one-year-old war now in Ukraine. The training program will take place at Fort Sill in Oklahoma, where the U.S. conducts its own training on operating and maintaining the advanced air defense system. Retired Army Major General James Spider Marks weighed in last month on CNN. The Russians now have lost that advantage of launching these attacks from sanctuary. So in order to address that, the Russians now are going to have to go back to dumb rockets, artillery, which means they're going to have to get in closer to the Ukrainians. And every time they close with Ukrainian forces, you know what happens. They get slaughtered. So they're concerned about that. The defense weapons system, which had long been requested by Kiev, is designed to provide better protection against Russian missile attacks that have devastated Ukraine's infrastructure. On Tuesday, Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder told reporters that 90 to 100 Ukrainian soldiers would be arriving in Oklahoma for the Patriot training as soon as next week. He was unable, though, to give an exact time frame on just how long that training would take. Typically, it takes up to at least one year for U.S. soldiers to be trained on it, saying only that it would last several months. Well, nobody won the Mega Millions jackpot last night. Check your tickets. The Mega Millions prize has again grown to an estimated $1.35 billion after there was no winner in the lottery's latest giant jackpot. Some folks speaking to CBS News are already dreaming big. 
I'm going to do so much. I'm going to be in Jamaica first to plan out everything. So there are some winners locally, one in New York, one in uh, Connecticut. They had five balls, but not the mega ball. And they each won $3 million each. The numbers here, Tuesday night, 7, 13, 14, 15, 18, and the gold ball, nine. Well, Justin Ellick is here on the sports seat, obviously. You didn't play the Mega Millions and didn't win. Here you are with no, your I, sports I, report today. I did not play the Mega Millions, Deb. I can't even afford a lottery ticket. So, oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. No, it's, it's tough pickings out there. You, right. you know what I'm saying? But we do get into sports here, and I am Justin Ellick. We'll start on the ice. It was actually just ice hockey action last night to get to. All three teams were in action. The Rangers squeaked by the Minnesota Wild at the Garden by a score of 4-3 to three to get back to their winning ways. Took a shootout to decide this one as Filipino. Came up clutch for the Blue Shirts late in the third to knot things at three before Artemi Panarin buried this deciding goal in the subsequent shootout. And now Artemi Panarin up in round three with the shootout all even. Panarin three for three this season. Brings it in and he scores a beautiful rising backhander. That call courtesy of MSG Igor Shosturkin took care of the rest by stuffing Minnesota's Frederick Goudreau thereafter, and the Rangers take the win into a contest with the Dallas Stars at the Garden tomorrow night. As for the Devils, they beat the first place Hurricanes 5-3 in Carolina to close the gap a bit atop the Metropolitan Division. Dawson Mercer registered his first two-goal game in the NHL with the second coming halfway through the third to push the Devils in front for good. The win marks New Jersey's third in four games as they begin their five-game road trip on a high note before heading to Anaheim to face off with the Ducks on Friday night. And now for the Islanders, who were your lone losers for the night, falling 2-1 to one in a shootout at home to the Dallas Stars. Anders Lee was responsible for the one Isles goal, and Ilya Sorokin did more than enough in net with his 26 saves. It proved not to be enough, though, as New York will try and pick up the pieces tomorrow night at home when they welcome in the aforementioned Minnesota Wild. And looking ahead to local action tonight, just some hardwood action at MSG. The Knicks, they get set to welcome in the Indiana Pacers for a 7.30 p.m. tip-off. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. The technology sector streaking to begin 2023. The Nasdaq up more than 100 points yesterday. Third straight positive session for the index. Amazon leading the way up 2%. No economic update scheduled today. Investors bracing for key inflation reports with tomorrow's December CPI report and the weekly job update. The Department of Transportation still investigating Southwest Airlines over its sweeping cancellations over the holidays. The DOT says Southwest must respond to each complaint within 60 days. Meanwhile, Southwest stock rebounding, gaining 10% over the past week. General Motors, Ford, and Google partnering with energy companies to increase the use of virtual power plants. The plan is centered around increasing electricity demand from buildings, industry, and electric vehicles. GM stock rose 3% after the announcement. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. All right, futures in the green this morning. The Dow's up 80 points, 0.24% at 33,929. S&P's risen 11. The Nasdaq up 33.5. Gold up $12.30 an ounce as recruit oil this morning. It's at $75.33 a barrel. That's up 21 cents. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 
Well, zero dollars for New York City's migrant crisis from New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, apparently. New York City Mayor Eric Adams didn't hear the governor will allocate one red cent towards the city's $1 billion migrant crisis from Governor Kathy Hochul during her State of the State address that was delivered yesterday. Hochul failed to even mention support for the tens of thousands of migrants in her 47-minute-long speech. The governor did propose some slight changes, though, to the state's controversial bail reform law. And so to my partners in government, in the legislature, let's start with this base of shared understanding and have a thoughtful conversation and talk about what we can do during the budget process and make improvements to that law. Former Secretary of State to Andrew Cuomo, Melissa DeRosa, reacted to the speech on Cats at Night with 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. I thought that, you know, today was a big day for her. Now she's been elected in her own right. She's no longer riding someone else's coattails. She made no mention whatsoever during her campaign about what her vision for the state was. And so I think a lot of people were sort of waiting with bated breath to see what she was going to say. And, and it was really underwhelming. DeRosa was the former secretary to the former disgraced governor. A total of $6 million was allocated for that program in last year's fiscal 2023 spending plan. There was neither a price tag attached Tuesday nor a mention of city-specific dollars. Almost 40,000 migrants have arrived in the Big Apple since the spring, with upwards of 26,100 asylum seekers living in things like city-run shelters, according to City Hall's latest figures. And to help the crush of new residents, the city has also opened 71 emergency hotels and four mega-shelters. Well, heading across the Hudson now, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy delivering his State of the State address Tuesday afternoon. Governor Murphy sharing his vision for shaping the next New Jersey. During the speech, he highlighted efforts to protect residents, grow the economy, secure the middle class, and improve affordability. And as we start 2023 and embark on year six of our journey together, the state of our state is just that. We are stronger and we are fairer. We are moving confidently in the right direction, forward. Earlier in the day, Governor Murphy tweeted that the state of New Jersey will limit the use of the controversial China-based TikTok app on state-run devices. Officials in New Jersey are investigating a police-involved shooting that appears to stem from an ongoing DEA Drug Enforcement Administration narcotics investigation. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. The shooting happened Tuesday near the intersection of Palisade Avenue and Whiteman Street around 1.30 p.m. Two DEA agents shot a man who was taken to Hackensack University Medical Center. The two agents were not injured. Tom Coe, a store owner, told ABC7 exactly what he saw. I heard a couple shots fired. So uh, I did a little quick duck, and I saw that the police had it under control. Police said the area has since been deemed safe, and at no time was there a threat to any schools. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. Uh, horses at a Long Island equestrian center have been facing danger. 77 WABC's Bob Brown has that story. 
Nassau County officials are shutting down an equestrian center after receiving more than two dozen violations. The fire marshal's office and SCPA condemning the old Westbury Equestrian Center, shocking and angering trainers like Amelia Green. The management, they've known for months about the danger they were putting both human and horse lives in. That was never communicated to anybody that kept a horse here. Authorities say the sprinkler and fire alarm systems do not work along with the carbon monoxide detectors. Trainers are given one day to evacuate their horses, most of which are competitive show horses. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. The suspect who allegedly attacked three NYPD officers on New Year's Eve right near Times Square is now facing federal terrorism charges. The U.S. Justice Department announced Tuesday that 19-year-old Trevor Bickford has been charged with federal crimes in connection with the December 31st attack right here in New York City. Here is what NYPD Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell said shortly following that attack. We are working with our federal partners for this investigation, and it is ongoing. I would like to stress, as the mayor said, there is no active threat at this time. This is another reminder of what our officers face. Authorities say the main teen whipped out a machete and attacked the three NYPD officers, striking two of them in the head. The attack happened right near 52nd Street and 8th Avenue just after 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve, less than two hours before the ball dropped in Times Square to ring in 2023. And moments after that attack, Bickford was shot in the shoulder by police. The federal complaint said Bickford was on a jihadist mission when he attacked those three officers. A brazen armed jewelry heist. It happened in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Thieves fleeing with $2 million in jewels. Surveillance recorded three armed suspects smashing glass display cases before fleeing that store. The store's owner is Arena Soleil. She buzzed in one man and then two more followed behind. He reached in his pocket and I remember thinking this in my head like, how is he pulling this long thing? What is this? You know, and it was a hammer and he pulls it out and he goes, and this is how you use a hammer. And he just starts banging. Soleil said one of the armed robbers threatened to shoot her when she tried to move to a phone to try and call police. And inside those smashed cases were things like engagement rings. Robbers made off with about 100 of them worth about $2 million, along with other jewelry. All the 80th Golden Globe Awards last night, the White Lotus won Best Limited Series or TV Motion Picture. Here's Mike White accepting that award. It was amazing. The experience was amazing. I love this crew. I love all our designers. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And Best TV Series, Musical, or Comedy went to Abbott Elementary. Best Actress in a TV Series or Comedy, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. And Best Actor in a TV Series, Musical, or Comedy, Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Well, if you're looking to get some tickets to a Broadway show, now is your chance to find some sweet deals. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. Tickets went on sale yesterday for Broadway Week. Despite its name, due to its popularity, the promotion runs for almost a month. Most shows will be offering two-for-one tickets for performances during January 17th through February 12th. Broadway Week returned last year after a three-year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. If you missed the top five of five, and other news. Be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.